Atex Print Story family, big salute, y'all. It's your boy Tim Snow. And I got a hell of a story here for y'all that was told to me personally by a man that was on the unit when it happened. And he knew the man when it happened. So these are all big facts, y'all. You're going to be surprised. In 1981, there was a man named Johnny Ray that worked at a tire shop on Ellis One. And a tire shop would do all kinds of things, but it was also supposedly acting as a chop shop too, y'all. Think about that. The guards were bringing stuff in. Inmates chopping them up, selling shit, doing a lot of illegal stuff in this tire shop. And uh, the captain or the guy in charge of the tire shop, Officer Billy Moore. The warden at the time was Warden Wallace Pack, okay? Well, in 1981, Billy Moore heard Johnny Ray say, Man, as much money as these boys are making, we should be getting a little bit better treatment, y'all. But they don't do shit for us. Well, man, Billy Moore heard him say that. And Billy Moore's ears raised up so quick because he felt like them inmates didn't deserve a damn thing. They were pretty much just slaves in Texas back then. And if one of them started wanting something, he was a danger, man, because he might start telling on them. And that was not good back then. It would have shut down their whole prison corruption. So the day Billy Moore heard Johnny Ray say that, he went and talked to Wallace Peck and told Warden Peck, we got a problem. This man might take us all down. What are we going to do about it? Warden Peck made the decision to take old Johnny Ray to the bottoms, y'all. And in Texas, the bottoms was some shit y'all don't have in y'all state, trust me. The bottoms would be a little creek bed near the prison, maybe like some little forest right there by the prison. They drive you off the property and kill you, man. Say you escaped, but they take you out there themselves, you know what I mean? So that's what they did to old Johnny Ray, man. They literally came and got him out of his cell. Said he didn't even know where he was going. He was scared asking them, where's he going? And they said, boy, you messed up. You're going to the bottoms. And every person that heard that was worried as hell for Johnny Ray because they knew what was coming next, man. And nobody even knew why. Not even Johnny Ray knew why he was going to the bottoms. So literally, Warden Pack and Billy Moore themselves, two high-ranking officers in the facility, take Johnny Ray off property, okay? Make the man strip butt naked and lay Spread Eagle out on top of their car. And Warden Peck put the gun in his mouth and told him, boy, I'm about to blow your brains out. When he told Johnny Ray that, instinct kicked in, man. Johnny Ray said he started fighting. He jumped up off that roof, grabbed that gun, and the warden got shot, and Johnny Ray got shot while they were fighting for that gun. But he won, and he turned the gun on Billy Moore and shot him dead in his forehead. The tire balls got shot dead in his forehead, y'all. He dropped like a limp rag, probably. And Warden Peck started fighting again. Johnny Ray said it was the hardest fight of his life. And that Warden Peck actually started drowning Johnny Ray. Said Warden was strong as hell. Johnny Ray said that all he could do was to roll over on top of the Warden and just lay on top of his body until he felt him stop moving, man. So he literally just had to lay, put his force on it, and make the warden swallow water, man. And that's what happened. Both of them shot Johnny Ray one. So, you know, as we're talking about, this is 1981. There's still building tenders. There's still turnkeys. It's a big deal, you know what I mean? So what we don't know is how did Johnny Ray actually return back to that prison? Did he walk back? Did he drive the car back? That was never in any records, and none of the guys on Ellis one ever seen Johnny Ray again. That was his last time on that prison. And uh, 
we found out later, of course, they arrested Johnny Ray and they put him on trial for two counts of murder. And Johnny Ray got found not guilty, y'all. Three times. The man had to go to court three times, not guilty, for killing a warden and a boss. And Johnny Ray is probably the first inmate ever to kill a warden in Texas. Probably the last one. I've never heard about that before. And uh, he ended up doing his time then, completing his time. And Johnny Ray and his friends once again robbed a gas station, y'all. And that's the crazy part. He beat two murders, did his time, got out and still robbed something else. And the crazy part about that is Johnny Ray was not holding a knife. He was just like the third guy, almost not even part of the robbery. And the cops let both of them turn and testify against him and give the man 90 years because they knew it had killed that warden. The government and the system were still reaching out and grabbing that boy. They let his two co-defendants go and Johnny Ray got 90 years. And the crazy part about Johnny Ray's 90 years here, y'all, is that the Texas system was so dangerous for that man. It was so understood that he could not go back to a Texas prison without being retaliated by the guards, by the wardens, by everybody else. Johnny Ray was the first man to do his Texas time in a federal penitentiary, y'all. He literally did his time fed on a state case. It was so dangerous for him. You know me, I've done fed time, man, so I couldn't even imagine if some guy showed up and he told us he was on state time and he killed a warden. Man, we probably wouldn't even believe you, man. That's going to take like some serious paperwork. But when Johnny Ray probably brought out that paperwork, showing what was real, some old news articles or something, you can bet his 90-year bid, what he did all them years was like pretty easy for him. They probably, uh realized that the system was trying to squash him down and they let Johnny Ray make it, at least hopefully anyway. You know what I mean? Because he he kind of uh, hurt himself on that one, man. But that's what men do. We hurt ourselves real often, backslide, and we put ourselves in situations like that. And that's a lot of times what I'm trying to show about this channel is how easily you can wind up in prison, how a regular man can do it. You don't have to be a gangster. You don't have to be a thug. You don't have to be a mafia member, none of that stuff, man. You can be a regular guy driving down the street, hit somebody with your car, now you're going to prison. Stuff like that, and the system will get you, man. So, you know, this is just a little simple story right here of when he fought back and won, but then later on came back and hurt himself again, y'all. And that's what we don't want people to do. This rate of people returning back to prison so fast and so often, that's what we got to stop, y'all. Because I swear nobody has fun their first time but they still go back their second time. They might have a terrible time their second and might end up in prison a third time, y'all. That's the stuff we gotta stop. So anyways, big salute to everybody, man. This ain't even a long video. I just wanna touch bases. Shout out to Mr. Larry. He's getting ready to drop his first video, y'all, called Don't Mess With Texas Part One. And shout out to my brother Saucy D because he dropped a fire-ass video too for y'all the other day, man. Big love from Texas Prison Stories.